Hello, and thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Minister John Richard, and this podcast is an account of this week's Bible study. I pray that it blesses and strengthens you in Jesus' name. If you are looking for more of the Word or are searching for the notes that were used in this week's lesson, please feel free to check the links in the description. Enjoy the Bible study and be blessed. Heavenly Father, we come before you in prayer saying, Thank you, Lord. We thank you so much for once again another opportunity to come before your throne of grace, breaking the bread of life with you, God, as mentor to mentee, as father to child, as teacher to student. Lord, we are so grateful for all that you do for us and all that you provide for us, giving us a new opportunity, new graces and new mercies each day so that we can learn more of you and get just that much closer to you. Father, it's in Jesus' name I ask that you would sit me, Jr. the man, down, and that you would rise up big inside of me, O oh Lord, that you would use me as a microphone, placing your words upon my lips, so that your people would hear your word, not what I want to tell them, not what I would desire to say, but everything that you need to relate to them, God because it's all about the needs being met, Lord. And as you yourself said in the word, your people perish for a lack of knowledge. But God, we thank you so much for the workmen and for the workmen to come who will continually make sure that the people won't have to perish from a lack of knowledge because greater are you who works inside of us than the enemy that's in the world. So, Father, we love you, we thank you, and we give your name all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory which you so rightly deserve. It's these things we thank you for. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right, everybody. <clears throat> Hello. Welcome to Bible study. This week, we will keep it slightly short, just, just a little bit, only because next week is Thanksgiving. And the message for Thanksgiving is going to have some heat to it. So for tonight's lesson, we will be discussing a prelude to gratitude. Now, when I say that, I quite frankly mean that. This lesson is supposed to be a stepping stone, a, a door opening, so that you can start to really understand why we should be thankful this season. It's not about Turkey. It's not about what Columbus did and uh, gentrification and stealing this land from indigenous people. It's not about all the wrongs that have been committed throughout the past several centuries that inevitably made a few good things. And I say that loosely happen, but it's all about what God has done, what God is doing and what God is going to do for you, for me and any other person on this planet who would be willing to just humble themselves and accept the offer that Jesus has made them. So again, prelude to gratitude. Let's actually talk about that. I'm going to be sharing one passage with you tonight, a breakdown, and then we'll get out of here. Because again, this is just a stepping stone. It's a taste. So you can be prepared for next week's lesson. So for the scriptures, we will be coming from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. And I know I usually say this when, uh, when we're looking at scriptures together, 
that certain things have more emphasis than other. Well, with this lesson, you're going to see that for yourself. So again, Romans 5, 1 through 11. And so the Bible says, therefore, since we have been justified, that is acquitted of sin, declared blameless before God by faith. I made by faith as big as day because that's the only way we're justified. It's by believing and accepting what God has done for us through his sacrifice in the form of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. So it's by faith. Let us grasp the fact that we have peace with God and the joy of reconciliation with him through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah or the anointed. Because of our faith, here's where faith begins to work on our behalf. Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege or favor where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we were utterly helpless or without strength, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God, there it is right there, but God, showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, plain as day, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. So, y'all, <clears throat> let's break this down. The first thing that you see when you read this with me is the fact that by faith is like a skyscraper. It's important that we keep this in mind because moving forward, whether you've been walking with Christ, whether you're just starting or you're going to start because God willing, I, I hope you join the family. We need to understand the simple truth and the simple fact that we can't earn salvation. We can't earn forgiveness. We can't earn anything because we're not good. We're fundamentally flawed. And I know, excuse me, I know we say Things like, why do good things happen to bad people? But according to the Lord himself, y'all, we're all bad. Every single one of us. And it's only after we get saved do we have the potential to become good because it's not us being good, but it is God through us emulating his own qualities. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> As a mirror, 
we can only show you what is being beamed on to us. So if we appear to be good, it's because we are reflecting the light of our father, whose name is Jesus, for he alone is good out of his own mouth. And when that goodness beams off of us into the next person, well, then it refracts and it begins to take shape or take form in the next person. And then they too, who was once a broken mirror, won't be repaired, but will be transformed into a brand new mirror so that they can start to reflect the light too. You see what I'm saying here? So we move forward in this and we see that it's by faith that we've been acquitted because of what God has done for us by becoming a curse, by hanging up on a tree, by dying a criminal's death, by taking everything that you will ever do in your life wrong and forgiving it. God is amazing. It's by faith that we now have this acquittal or this justification, not that we earned it, not that we bought it, not that we worked toward it, but because God gave it to us freely. And it's all through Jesus. And because of our faith, we now have favor, unmerited, unrequited favor. And that favor makes sure that the God math, meaning that in a precarious situation, things work out in your, in your behalf because God willed it so. When you need a job or you need money for bills or for whatever is going wrong in your life, it's just there and then some, not because you did something, but because you belong to the king and the king takes care of his people, especially since the king is your father. And so we keep moving through this scripture and we see that we can even take heart or we can rejoice in issues that we run into because those issues or those trials, and you've heard me talk about it if you're not new, but if you are, let me tell you now. It's that everything we go through in life has an expiration date on it. It has to end. And when it ends, let me tell you something. In the middle of it, before it even ends, like the scripture tells us, it helps us develop our endurance or our ability to wait on God. And the ability to wait on God helps us develop our character or our resolve, our our deep-seated grounding in Christ, because as the songwriter said, my soul is anchored to the Lord. And then we keep moving forward and we see that that resolve now continually fills us with hope of the salvation that we've been given. And of course, I could touch on so many more topics over here, but the last two that I, I want to really share with you is the fact that God and God alone is the one that gives us the Holy Spirit that fills us. The world can't fill you. Only God can. It says it right here. And that there is a but God clause that's followed up by us being made right by the blood of Christ. Now, I, along with the next person, I love Thanksgiving. I love the food. I love the fellowship with family and friends, although this year, of course, like last year, will be a little weird because of COVID. But the point is, I like the traditional things that we celebrate. I'm human. I, I'm like the rest of us. I, I like what we do. But because I'm 
a disciple and I'm continuously being discipled, I know what to be grateful for, what to be thankful for. I'm not just celebrating because it's a tradition. I'm not just eating to eat because it's there. But I'm actually grateful because despite everything that has happened in this life to get us here, that even though we celebrate a Thanksgiving to commemorate this land being discovered, although we all know that's not how it happened, I'm grateful because no matter what goes awry in this world, what may seem like it's out of place, everything carefully happens because God has allowed it so for the express purpose of getting his will done. And y'all, as we read, the most important thing to me out of Romans 5, 1 through 11, is the fact that while we were still God's enemies, he showed love by saving us, by justifying us, by righting the wrongs, by putting money on the books, by doing all of the above, not because we deserved it, but because love said, you don't need to die. I don't want you to die. And so there's love. And like Jesus himself said, what greater love is there than for a man to lay his life down for a friend? And he calls us a friend, y'all. Before Jesus, the only person that I vividly recall being called a friend is Abraham. He was a friend of God. But now we're all friends. If we would accept the offer to come to him, anyone who is weary and carries heavy burdens, he'll give us rest, not physical rest, not just that, but rest for our souls, for the mind, rest for the heart, rest for the spirit, because it gets tough out here. You ever just been tired for no reason, just tired? You, you got eight hours of sleep, you slept well, but you're tired. It's not because your body's tired, it's because your spirit has been vexed, as you'll hear some preachers and ministers and other people in the body of Christ say, when you're weary, really weary, you need rest. And the world can't give you rest. The world cannot give you anything that God can give you. The alcohol won't make you feel better. The drugs won't make you feel better. The meaningless sex won't make you feel better. The pornography won't make you feel better. Whatever vice there may be, it won't make you feel better. I can attest to it. You've heard my testimony. But God, only he can and only he will make you feel better because what we're craving, what we're clamoring for, what we're so desperate to try to find at the end of a bag, at the bottom of a bottle, at the end of a blunt, at the bottom of a pipe, at whatever, between someone's legs, at a job, whatever, what we're searching for is something to fill the hole in our soul. And only God can do that. Because if you've been with me, then you know that sin is the literal separation between us and God. And because we were designed with the intent purpose to worship God, and now we've been cut off from our purpose and had to be reconstituted into said purpose. Well, until you know that man in Galilee named Jesus, and not just a man, but God Almighty, the consubstantialness of who God is, the example of what we can strive to be in this, this, this dirt. Because if you rub your wrists together real fast and long, you'll see some dirt. We can strive to be just 
like our Lord. We can strive to, to aim for it. We have a goal that we can, we can go after. We miss the mark every day. But y'all, that means we have something to go for. And like I told you, this message today, it's just a prelude of gratitude. And God, through me, already has me excited and ready to jump out this chair. He already has it hot in here because I'm grateful. I'm grateful that God saved me young, that right now before you, I'm 25, but I'm not out here wilding out. I I don't have a bunch of kids everywhere from a bunch of different baby mamas. I'm not strung out. I'm, I'm in my right mind. I have the activity of my limbs. And that's not to brag on me. That's to brag on God, because it's so easy to be atypical. Like my brother Broderick discussed with me one day, it's so easy to be like another person because the blueprint is already there. But in the same regard, Jesus has left the blueprint for you and for me to be just like him, not to be perfect, but to emulate what living a godly life looks like. And that's to let go for real, for real, and to let God, not your words, but God's words, not what you want to do but God's will. Nevertheless, not what you want, but it's all about what God desires. Because I promise you, when you handle God's business, he handles yours and then some. So Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you. It's a taste, God. It's a real taste. It's a prelude. And Lord, I thank you so much because even in the midst of it, as I can feel my own spirit, just yearning more and more, wanting you to pour it out. I thank you that you set the stepping stone so perfectly as you always do to set us up for the next part. I thank you that when we get hungry and we get thirsty, we can come to you. We can be fed. We can be quenched of thirst. And in doing so, God, not only are we satisfied, not only are we satiated, but it goes down smooth like honey, as the Bible says, but it sits bitter. Why bitter? Because if we truly love you, then we're going to have to tell someone about you. It's an involuntary function that we voluntarily do, because if we truly say we love one another the way we say we do, well, then we'll tell them all about you, God, because you're the greatest thing that can happen to anybody who draws breath from you. Because you're the reconnection, you're the rehabilitation, you're the pathway, you are the way, you're truth, you're life, you're light, you're everything. And with you, God, even with the little bit that we have been given to comprehend about you, there is so much to be grateful for. So, Father, I ask right now that all those under the sound of your voice who have heard any part of this message would be blessed that there would be a hunger placed inside of their spirits to just chase after you like never before, God. That in the chasing according to your word, that if we would seek you first, your kingdom wholeheartedly, then not only would we find you, but everything else would be added unto our lives because the priorities are straight. So God, fix our priorities, present self included refocus us on you, God. Let us chase after you. Let us hasten to your throne like never before and just pour down your Shekinah glory because, God, we need you. And as we get closer and closer to a new year, Father, that just becomes more apparent. So we love you. 
we thank you and we give your name all the praise, all the honor and all the glory, which you so rightly deserve. It's these things we thank you for in Jesus mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Hey family, I pray the lesson has blessed you in some way, shape, form or fashion today. Each week, we hold Bible study on Zoom, and it would be wonderful to share this experience with you. If something was said that resonated with you and you aren't a part of the family, I would like to open the invitation to join. I pray that the Lord blesses you in all of your endeavors and that you chase after the prize, which is Jesus. See you next week, God willing, and be blessed.